0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on Vision And today we're catching up with Kerry Haynes Exercise physiologist, personal trainer, author And great woman of God How are you doing Kerry?
1: I'm well thank you Matt, how are you?
0: Any fitter I'd be dangerous That's exactly
1: right
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now it is wonderful to catch up with you today I've been sharing on social media Sharing on the radio uh, over this uh, last year or so how I've been losing weight, getting into shape. I've got a physical trainer I'm working with, a PT who's uh, helping me out. And uh, I've been saying I'm going to get her on the radio one day. It's finally good to introduce you to our listeners today. Uh, We're going to talk a bit about my personal health journey journey soon. But let's Mm -hmm. find out a bit of your story. Whereabouts were you born and raised?
1: I was born in Sydney um, a fair while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I lived in Sydney until I was seven. My mum and dad separated when I was seven, and then I moved up to Lennox Head with my mother and my stepfather.
0: Beautiful Lennox Head, North Coast of New South Wales, gorgeous spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and
2: lovely spot.
0: Did you have uh, you know a religious upbringing? Did you have any faith in your in your family as a young girl?
1: Uh, I was brought up as a Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, My mum and my stepfather insisted that we go to church every Sunday at Lennox Head, and um, my home life wasn't good at all. Mm -hmm. I was in my early teens when I realised the hypocrisy of my mother and my stepfather at church compared to the home life that Mm -hmm. I had with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I've, I've always felt that there was a God, mm-hmm. and I've always talked to him and prayed, but I didn't know that I could actually have a relationship with him because you're not taught that in a Catholic church.
2: Mm.
0: Well, it's always yeah. a big stumbling block for young people when they see one thing at church and another thing at home. Mm. Um, let's find out a bit more about your faith journey. When mm. when did you make a decision to follow Christ?
1: Uh, when my mum and dad got divorced, my dad became an evangelist. And he was very, very zealous with his newfound faith and happiness. And when I'd go to visit him in Sydney, he would talk to me about God and, and his happiness. And I could tell that he was happy, you know, truly happy. Um, and so I was 14 and my dad actually brought me to Christ.
0: Wow. Was it a mm. uh, in a public gathering or in a private no. prayer? How did we, that happen? We were
1: at home. Yeah, we were at his place. We were talking late one night. My sisters were all in, asleep. And uh, we were just talking, and he said, well, you know, how about we do it now? Mm. Righto, Dad. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and was there a big change in your life after that?
1: Well, at that stage, I didn't really know and understand what it all meant. And because I was living with my mother, um, you know, still having to go to a Catholic church, and my dad was in Sydney, I would only see him in the holidays, there wasn't a huge change because I, I just didn't understand um, you know, the significance of it. Mm. Yeah.
0: And did it's you follow tough. on with your faith or did you fall away for a season? Tell us a bit about the next part of your
2: journey.
1: Um, yeah, well, obviously, I think most teenagers when they, um, when they have a bit of a tough life at home, they, they tend to rebel a little bit. And um, I left school and I studied sports science at Lismore and then I moved down to Sydney um, and I lived with my dad um, for a, uh, a year and then I moved out. Um, and I was working very hard, um, working full-time, studying full-time again, and then I was having a, a part-time job as well. Um, so I really didn't make time for God. He was always in the back of my mind and in my heart, but I never again understood the, the significance of yeah, what you're supposed to do with God.
0: And what brought you back to the Lord in the end?
1: Um, my mum died from leukaemia in 1995, And it was a very sad occasion because I would never hear her say to me that she loved me. Um, But then also, God started to reveal things to me that she had done to me when I was a child, and I realised then that I needed God. I needed to be close to Him because, you know, I had seen counsellors for my upbringing, and only God knew what was going on in me. And He was, He showed me what. What, why things were affecting me the way they were. So I started really delving into God.
0: So Kerry, tell us a bit about your career. Uh, what kind of work have you done over the years?
1: Okay, so I started working as a personal trainer in Sydney City. Um, I enjoyed that. I wanted to work with athletes, so I then started working with rugby league guys and it took me seven years to get into that field um, because I was the first female to do that sort of thing. So i Um, It was very challenging and I actually didn't enjoy the whole life that was involved with the the rugby league scene. So I then got another personal training business in Sydney City Um, and then I was with a, a guy for eight years. We had planned to have a child. So once I fell pregnant, I sold my business and I moved to Port Stephens to have my child and um, I was expecting him to follow me, but he never did. Mm. So um, I was a single mum then, and um, the hours that personal trainers do are horrendous. I was starting at 5 in the morning, finishing at 9 at night, and I just couldn't do that with a child. So I became an exercise physiologist. Um, The difference between a personal trainer and an EP is you basically work with people that are under Medicare with work cover, Veteran affairs, medical conditions, so the hours are a lot more reasonable um, as opposed to personal training before and after work.
0: And you got a couple of books out. Tell us about those.
1: Yes, um, my daughter actually injured her foot quite severely um, a few years ago, and God said to us, "You know, this will be for my glory." Um, but anyway, I had rehabbed her foot, um, horrendous injury, and. Within six months of that injury, she was back on point dancing. She's a ballerina. Um, so she was literally back on point. And everyone was saying to me, tell me what you did to rehab her foot so well. And God said, write a book. So I wrote that book. And then he said, I want you, because I rehab backs very well. Um, obviously, it's under God's instruction. Um, but he said, write another book. So I've written a, um, a couple of other books. And this particular book, that I've written, the back book, um, he said this will be your oil. Um, you know, the widow in King, Yeah, he, he has said to me that my books will be my oil. So I, um, I spent a good 18 months to two years writing my books and getting them published. So they've, they've literally just come out.
0: Wow. So these yeah. books are for people who are needing... Either their back's repaired or is it what other parts of your body?
1: Okay, so one book is it's called Core Strength and Stability for Dancers. Mm-hmm. So that's for dancers, for rehab, prehab, um, strength gains. Um, the back book is called Back Health and Core Stability. So basically, I have rehabbed so many people with back injuries and it is just a culmination of, 30 plus years of me going, okay, this is what you need to do to stretch it. This is the specific exercises you need to do to strengthen it. And then as you get stronger, we add more functional movements into it. Um, I've also written a book called Confident and Mobile. So I have worked a lot with older people for falls prevention and I've done a lot of stroke patients. So teaching them how to move again and, and walk again, you know, car accident people. Um, and that book is basically for those sorts of people. And then the, the fourth book is called Get on the Ball, and it's all about exercising with the big Swiss ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with, on them for since the 1990s, and my pet hazy you seeing people not know how to do an exercise properly or execute an exercise incorrectly. So that's the purpose of that book.
0: For those who don't know the story, uh, I was quite unwell in the last year or so and uh, needed to lose weight and get into shape. So I actually went from 115 kilos to 94 kilos, and uh, I've got a goal weight of 88 kilos, so I'm on the way there, um, and uh, Joshie, uh, my son, needed uh, to get some... Uh, work done through the NDIS. And so we contacted Kerry uh, and then you uh, took Joshy on twice a week. He he does a workout with you. And then I joined in. And so Joshy and I do a workout together. It's a great father-son workout. And uh, I do have to say you do a lot of physical work. But you also do a lot of counseling with Josh as well. <laughs> He's always telling you about his yes. problems at school, you know. And, you know, and you're often challenging because, you know, we've talked about this in the gym. The body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to absolutely. honor God with our bodies as well. Um, just mm. speak into that side of your work as well, because it's not just all physical, is it?
1: No, absolutely mm. not. I'll um, very often have someone come in to me with, you know, burdens, mental or emotional burdens, and they, they stand wrong. They they don't communicate well. So I just simply say to them, you know, what's going on? And once they've blurted out whatever their problem is, they actually stand up straighter. Wow. And then I can get them to exercise because it's it's quite dangerous to have somebody... Exercise when they're not standing right or not moving properly. It's very negligent of any trainer to mm. allow them to move incorrectly. So, I, you know, get it off your chest. Goes nowhere with me because everything is confidential. Um, but they feel so much better for having got that that mental or emotional burden off their chest, and then they exercise. Mm.
0: And I can personally yeah. testify, uh, obviously, me, you've been a great encouragement too, but my son Josh, for those who don't know, he's got cerebral palsy, right hemiplegia on the right side of his body, and he, uh, you know, he struggles a bit. He gets bullied a bit. He's a bit slower yeah. than the other kids at school, and you know, he's, it's tough being a 14 year old kid when you're, yeah. when, when you're not the, the same as all the other kids, you know? Yeah, and, um, absolutely. I know that you've physically encouraged him and helped him, but, uh, emotionally and spiritually, you've really helped him become a confident young man, and oh, that's, uh, that's cool. a part of your ministry, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, every every person that comes into my my rooms, um, I pray before I see them, and quite often they'll come in with really complicated pain issues, and I'll say, "God, I don't know what I'm doing here," and God will just show me what to say and what to do, and. The, the benefits that I get from training these people, obviously from God's instructions, is just amazing.
2: Because,
1: mm. um, you know, God knows everything. He knows the cause of someone's sore hip, or he knows what needs to be done to have that shoulder move properly. Mm. Why is that neck sore? Yeah, I, I listen to God all the time because God knows. mmm
0: And, you know, I just had a bit of a revelation while you were saying that, Kerry. I heard a preacher years ago saying that we have the Greek mindset where everything is uh, black and white and sacred and secular. It's all separate, you know. But the Hebrew mindset is that everything's connected, the mind, the body, the soul, the spirit. It's all connected. And we need to be aware that whatever's going on in our spirit and soul and emotions, it comes out in our body. And that's, that's why inner healing is important. As outer out healing is important, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my mother was a very bitter, twisted woman, and she actually died from leukemia mm, mm. Um, She was bitter to the bone, which is really sad mm, mm. so it does you need to you need to really forgive those people that are in your life that you know you just need to forgive yeah. and ask God to help you not hold any grudges and yeah
0: yeah, that's beautiful. Be
1: at peace, be at peace.
0: And Kerry, I know that um, the other practical thing that you mentioned before, I know that when you, you and Josh and I went to our outdoor gym that we do a workout at, and mm-hmm. I thought, I've got this. I'll, I can show Kerry what I do for my work. And pretty much everything I went on, I was doing it wrong. Um, yes. and I was like, no, I'm fine. I know what I'm doing, you know, but I, you know, you got to keep your back straight. You have got to keep your shoulders back. You got to be careful yeah. to, you know, you you've got to make sure you focus on the right, you know, um, there's a lot of people that think they know how to work out, but yeah. it, there's a lot to do with your posture and the way you hold like yourself when you work way, out that yeah. changes the way it affects your body, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. Mm. My pet hate, like I said before, is seeing people (laughs) and trainers teach people the wrong technique or not worry about correct posture and correct movement. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually got a YouTube channel called Core Strength HQ, Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much how to do an exercise. Mm. And I should actually call it my pet hates Mm. (laughs) or pet dislikes. Um, but then I've also got a website called corestrengthhq.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and again, there's all of those exercises on there, and just instructions on correct exercise. Um, mm. Good. No, I don't do good eating patterns because I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian, but how to exercise to get the most benefit from what you're doing mm-hmm. and making sure you're not injuring yourself. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's been wonderful to hear a little bit of your story today, and uh, I really want to thank you and and honor you for your your good work you've done with my boy Josh and myself and my wife Carol as well. We're all, you know, we've got to get Grace along. That's that's the last one in the family. We've got to get along. (laughs) But uh, you've been you've been a blessing to the whole family, and I know uh, a bunch of your other clients that you work with have been really encouraged uh, as well. You do a few group sessions as well as uh, private sessions as well, Um, and of course people all around Australia listening to this or online wherever they can find out more at your website uh, check out your books and and you can you know maybe uh, give them advice uh, if they're not able to come physically to see you
1: yes
0: you can yes, always I connect with Skype them through your website
1: well. mm-hmm. yeah and I do Skype sessions I actually train a girl in America um, on a regular basis mm-hmm. someone in Roma on just on Skype thank wow. goodness for modern technology hey
0: that's cool so once again what's the website
1: core strengths
0: hq. Awesome. Fantastic, Kerry. Thanks so much for your time. God
1: bless. Thank you, Matt. Bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.